0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so let's start over. I'm going to mute all in just a second. Sorry everybody that's watching. Um, We had technical difficulties and this is the second webinar in a row And uh, Crowdcast is not going to let this happen again or else Crowdcast is no longer going to be a provider. And that's the nicest thing I can say about that right now. All right, I just did a mute all. Uh, Steve and Travis, you guys have the ability to unmute yourselves um yep there we go all right so uh i'm going to start over <laughs> cuz holy cow has has this been a bit of a nightmare and i am very sorry for that okay so hi everyone i'm steve with msp webinars um I'm excited to be joined today by Steve and Travis from Sophos. Steve, Travis, I'm so sorry about the the technical difficulties. Uh, you guys got into the room just fine. It was me that I couldn't get in the darn room. And on Tuesday, it was the other way around. So no worries at all. Um, so just a, a few quick announcements. Uh, this is still being streamed over to Crowdcast, even though we're using Zoom and a bit of a pickle, if you will. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on um, on the question section of Crowdcast. I'll also keep an eye on the YouTube feed. And we don't have it on uh, Facebook today because yay issues. So I'm sorry about that to everyone. <laughs> um, so a couple of, uh, couple of things. Um, one, new website. Uh, After the webinar, you should go check it out. It is super awesome. Uh, Big thank you to Pronto Marketing for for building a custom website for me. Um, Two, uh, again, keep an eye on the Q&A section. Feel free to vote on questions. Uh, Travis and Steve, if you want me to uh, do any poll questions, feel free to let me know know what you're looking for. I am going to to put a couple up myself and uh, I can't think of anything else. We're, we're going to turn this thing around and have an awesome webinar. Uh, Travis, I believe in, uh, I'm going to pass it over to you first. Oh,
1: actually, I think you're going to head it over to Steve Weber first.
0: I'm going to pass it over to Steve first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. All right. right. Thanks, Steve. Um, So, yeah, I'll take this uh, and we'll get this started here. Um, So what we're going to be talking about today is uh, kind of the next generation protection uh, offered here at Sophos. A little introduction first. Uh, My name is Steve Weber. I am the uh, global MSP sales engineer here at Sophos, Uh, specialize in only the MSP program, Uh, history and background on me. I used to be an MSP in a former life. Uh, I ran a company here in Florida uh, where we delivered managed services to our partners. Uh, Sophos was a big part of that uh, during the later part of my years, which is why that transition into here uh, was an easy step. Uh, we also have on the phone uh, Travis Simmons. Travis, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself.
1: Sure, absolutely. So uh, Travis Simmons, So, I'm the MSP channel account executive for the Eastern Territory. So. Um, We have uh, uh, an overlay type of style offering uh, when it comes to the MSP program where you you would have your field reps out out there in your specific territory and then MSP overlay. I am that overlay here in the eastern part of the country. So anybody essentially in the eastern time zone. There's another one of me in the central time zone and also the west. We'll cover that uh, as we go along. But I've been with Sophos for uh, roughly six years actually six years next month and um seen it come a long way and uh yeah I'm looking forward to to sharing some stuff with you today and, and pr- hopefully bringing on some more partners Uh right, perfect thanks travis
2: all right so what we're going to look at to start uh we're going to kind of go through a little bit of uh, uh progression here uh we're going to start with uh who is Sophos, talk a little bit kind of uh what is next gen uh and our approach to uh the next gen space uh, go into a little bit of a demo, get into a live environment, show you the, you know, how it actually works in real time, and then we're going to finish up with, uh, you know, the MSP program, uh, go over the details surrounding that and how you would uh, engage Sophos. So as far as who is Sophos, we are, uh, we were founded in 1985, so we're a 32-year-old uh, company. Uh, you can see our billings. Uh, we're about 3,300 employees. Uh, we do have about uh, 100 million uh, users worldwide. Uh, A lot of our uh, analysis and everything comes from our Sophos threat labs, our research labs. These are labs that we have. There's eight of them across the world. Uh, We are a global company headquartered in Abington, UK. And talking about being a global, we do have offices around the world. Uh, So we do have a follow the sun support model, uh, 24 by seven. Our threat labs, our research labs are all around the world as well. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about them here in just a second. bit of a history and evolution of Sophos. So we started out as a traditional AV company uh, back in uh, 1985. Uh, We've grown since then uh, through uh, innovation internally and also through acquisition of other products as well, which is why we have that huge breadth of a portfolio that we can offer today. Uh, Some of the more notable ones on there uh, that you guys may have known, Uh, Astaro uh, was acquired in 2011. Uh, We also acquired CyberRome in 2014, Uh, Reflection in 2015, along with Surfrite. Uh, And then our latest acquisition in here was Invincia, and Invincia was a leader in the uh, machine learning, deep learning space, neural networking, uh, really taking our products to the next level, adding in additional protections, uh, basically offer a complete comprehensive suite of protections for you. So why do we need all this? Why do we need to keep growing? Why do we need to keep building all these new products in here? So this is really why we're talking about like what is next gen. So when we start talking next gen here at Sophos and next gen is a word that gets thrown around uh, quite a bit. Uh, We like to define that by what we call synchronized security. Uh, This is the ability for our products, our firewall, uh, our endpoint product to share a security heartbeat, share threat analysis uh, and intelligent information from one product to another. In a traditional environment, your firewall and your endpoint would not talk to each other. Uh, as you know the endpoint found something, your traditional firewall would not know what's going on, it would simply wave at that traffic as it's going by. It wouldn't take any automated action. With the synchronized security, what you're going to see is if the endpoint does get compromised, we can take automatic action on the firewall to block them from getting over to your servers, getting over to uh, you know, up to the internet. And soon we're going to have our lateral, uh, movement in there as well so prevent them from talking to any other machines on your network as well without even having to introduce you know a nac or you know some sort of a switch into the environment kind of the reason why we're having to go this route and why uh, you're starting to see this push towards next gen uh, if you take a look you know way back we're talking like circa 1992 here uh, we're talking like the uh, Melissa the I love you virus you know, it was much simpler back then. We had you know fifteen hundred uh, you know viruses that were found during the course of the year. Uh, it was very easy for AV companies to go ahead and write a, a signature so we can detect this. Uh, we can detect different variants of that. If you fast forward to today, even uh, with us, you're seeing about six hundred million different uh, variants in malware, and this is a lot to do with the fact that everything has become polymorphic, and we have this, Uh, concept of you know this uh, malware as a service so you you don't even have to be a programmer you don't have to be somebody who understands uh, how to build malware how to deliver malware you can actually sign up as a service to one of these sites uh, and become a bad guy Uh, and if you get in trouble they have tech support to tell you what's going wrong with it so a lot of that is what's really leading this and most of these attacks are going to be targeted so, again, taking a look at kind of the evolution uh, over time of cybercrime in here, you can kind of see how that's going today. Uh, again, it was basically your, uh, you know, your viruses early on. Then we started to get into some uh, commercialization of that. Uh, today, you know, we got the industrialization, you know, the exploit kits, uh, you know, basically where they're trying to make this a business model now. It wasn't, you know, a lot of it was malicious uh, prior in the past. You know, there wasn't a lot of profit to be gained from it. Now we start seeing ransomware, we start seeing CryptoLocker, uh, we start seeing the crypto jacking where, you know, they're not encrypting your machine, but they're going in and using your resources on your machine in order to make money. So again, today, this is all about you know making money for the bad guy. It's inconveniencing you, and that's why we're going through and building these next generation of protections on there. Uh, this is kind of just the threat landscape worldwide. This is what our labs is taking in. Uh, you can see on there, the advanced malware, uh, the active adversary attacks. If we were actually to take a look at this last year, uh, the ransomware in orange would have actually been about 50% of this pie. Uh, last year was very busy for ransomware. Uh, we saw a huge rise in it, and you're starting to see a, a slow and steady decline in ransomware. You know, The bad guys know that you know, we're getting very good at preventing uh, the ransomware attacks out there, and they're starting to look for other avenues. Crypto jacking is starting to, uh, you know, come on the rise, and the active adversary attacks is, oh, it's also coming on the rise. Active adversary is somebody specifically trying to, you know, target, you know, one of the weakest points in your system either through phishing attacks, uh, exploitation, injecting a process in your system, and then, you know, maybe that person's not the target of their attack. Maybe that's not where they want to be to get all of the information. But that's a good landing point. From there, we can now do process escalation. We can do privilege escalation on there. Uh, we can now pull out you know, credential theft and you know, leverage a, an admin account for the local box on there and start moving laterally in the environment and until we find you know the payload, what we're actually looking for. At that point, they can steal that data, hold the data ransom, you know, leak the data, whatever they need to do, sell it to a competitor. So again, very important to take a look at those as well. Again, this just slide really talks to the fact that we're in that age of a single use malware. This is why that number is so high. Uh, This is our Sophos Labs. We receive uh, in excess of uh, 400,000 pieces of malware and spam each day. And of that 75% of that is only seen by a single organization. So we don't ever see it again. And again, that's because when they're in these exploit kits, uh, they're in this uh, you know, bad guy as a service model, it generates you know, a code for them specifically for their attack. So there is no signature that we would have known or seen on that. When we take a look at it from Intercept X, so Intercept X is our next generation product. Uh, That's what we're using to take a look for ransomware, looking at exploit detection on there, bringing in the machine learning components. And what we're looking at is how do we break the chain? How do we break the chain of getting the bad guys into that system where they want to land? If you look at a traditional AV uh, here in blue, uh, pretty much you have your, you know, diskless and your in-memory attacks, uh, you've got your on-disk attacks, you know, something has to land on there. You know, what we're seeing a lot today is the exploitation of uh, your machines through, you know, programs that have not been patched, you know, them using those exploit techniques. Most attacks will have anywhere from two to three different types of exploit techniques involved in a chain. Now, when we're talking exploit techniques, this is not gonna be uh, you know, the exploits. so the, the vulnerabilities of your applications. We're not talking about the thousands of different vulnerabilities. We're actually talking about the 26 to 28 known techniques that can be used to compromise those vulnerabilities of those applications. So it's a much smaller pinpoint to look at when we're looking at the techniques that can be used to compromise versus going in and looking at, you know, trying to patch for every single vulnerable application. So this is some of the chain in here where we can actually see them get in and you know, break into machine, whether it's a memory corruption on the triggering, which is actually what I'm going to do uh, in the live demo. We're gonna present a memory corruption inside of Word, uh, get it to launch PowerShell and compromise the machine. We're gonna actually do this a couple times uh, while reducing our protection on there, just to show you the layers. Uh, All the way through, you know, bringing this into maybe it made it on the disk. Maybe there wasn't an exploit in here. Maybe they just landed and they started to encrypt files on there. We have the behavioral analytics in there as well, uh, which is called CryptoGuard. CryptoGuard protects your documents, both on your workstations and on your servers. If those documents, we see rapid encryption of files, we can actually stop that process and it tracks. CryptoGuard also has a built-in just-in-time backup. Uh, We do not use Microsoft VSS for this. This is used strictly with our Sophos CryptoGuard technology. Uh, It keeps about a 500 meg cache, again, so it's not something where you have to prep a whole drive on there, uh, like VSS, uh, for it to store every single file. It's not meant to be a backup and a recovery. Uh, It's meant to be, you know, if we see those files that are getting encrypted, we can restore them automatically. It's not something an Admin can go back to and say, yes, I want to go back you know, three, four days, give me this file, and it's known in good state. So we don't replace your backup technologies. You still need those. This is just the really quick and easy way to recover from those.
0: Hey, real real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, um, absolutely. Two things. One, for those of you joining us late, uh, this is the Sophos MSP Connect webinar. Um, two, the... The stream here in Zoom looks beautiful. This is an awesome slideshow. Uh, everywhere else, it looks awful. So I'm going to attempt to stop streaming and restart the stream. If uh, if it breaks for everywhere else, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but uh, but I need to fix it because it, it just looks awful. So feel, yep, free, to hop on ready. The, feel free to hop into Zoom if for some reason it doesn't co- There we go. All right, look better. I have no idea. We'll find out here in a minute. All right, <laughs> but we'll we'll keep going anyway. Thank hey,
2: you. Sounds good. Patience. Uh, no worries. All right. So moving along with uh, kind of you know what is intercept here. Uh, you know we talked about the crypto guard. The safe browsing component uh, is definitely important, protecting the critical functions of the web browser as you're surfing online or as your end users are surfing online. Uh, and make sure that nobody gets in, compromises, you know, proxy, JavaScript, anything else inside of that actual browser. Another part of the safe browsing, uh, which isn't uh, widely documented and you'll actually see uh, it in my demo, is what's called application lockdown. So what this does is it takes a look at how programs are supposed to behave and it puts what we call an application fence around them. That application fence is gonna say, all right, Word is supposed to behave in this manner. It's a word processor. If Word tries to do something uh, like call PowerShell, reach out to the internet, that's outside of the bounds of what it's supposed to be doing. Uh, Let's go ahead and stop that process, let somebody know what's going on Uh, That way, if we have something that's, you know, if it's legit, we can go ahead and add an exclusion for it. Chances are, you know, it's not going to be something uh, legit on there, which, again, we'll see during the demo. The other part's going to be, again, the mitigation of the exploits for those vulnerable applications. This is talking about the techniques that are used. Uh, We are, to date, one of the only vendors that has a full comprehensive list of protections for all the known uh, exploitation techniques that are out there. Uh, most vendors have a subset of kind of the ones you see, uh, quite often, uh, but they do not cover all of them. So, um, we can, if you go to our website or if you uh, do a Google search for it, there's a white paper called exploits explained. If you want a little more of an in-depth, uh, look at, you know, what is an exploit? Uh, it's about a one paragraph per exploit type. So it's not long. It's not a very intense reading, but just gives you a good idea of, you know, what does that exploit do? And you know, how can it compromise my environment? The next part is gonna be the process protection. So again, looking at those fileless attacks, uh, you know, people trying to compromise using a hollow attack, uh, you know, injecting DLLs uh, from untrusted locations, your active adversary, again, that, active, uh, that application lockdown in there as well. The last component, the one we just added with our acquisition of Invincia is that deep learning. Uh, this is our version of a machine learning uh, machine learning is a and that's a whole different conversation we can have But machine learning just a uh, real on high there's a few different methods for doing this there's uh, your random forests uh, there's a simple decision trees on there of how it gets to the right answer there's what more and more of the industry is actually switching to which is what's called neural networking uh, you guys are probably uh, in your day-to-day lives used neural networking if Anybody on this call has an iPhone, an Android, a Google Home, an Echo, uh, anything where you've asked it a question, said, "Hey, how do I get this? What's the weather outside?" Uh, you know. That is all forms of neural networking. So neural networking is not just something we use here for AV. It's something we can, but, you know, something you use in your day-to-day lives. So it's very robust. You know, it can adapt to what you're asking it to. You know, you ask it to turn on the lights in your house. You ask it for directions to go to, you know, the local store. Anything you need, it can adapt to those questions and learn on the fly. So that is a really powerful tool to bring in. Now, we're bringing in hundreds of thousands of samples of, you know, what malware looks like. You know what the bad guy looks like coming through the door and allowing it to make an accurate decision on who to let in that door and who not to let in that door uh, one thing to also note about uh, machine learning machine learning does not affect all files so when you hear machine learning out there and uh, people will tell you that machine learning is all you need and machine learning is the answer machine learning works against portable executable files uh, these are exes that are wrapped, so not every executable file is a portable executable. Uh, what it does is it analyzes that file pre-boot, determining very quickly within milliseconds whether or not it is good or bad. It cannot do the same thing for a Word document or a PDF file. Uh, we're just not at that point, there's not enough samples out there, and it's not enough training inside the program. So if you're looking at us or anyone else out there and they tell you that you know machine learning is the only thing you need, you might want to reconsider or look at what they're doing to supplement that. You'll probably find uh, with a lot of the vendors out there that they supplement it with a signature-based detection, which is what they're touting that you should not use. All right, so this was uh, getting into a little bit of the testing here, and then we're going to talk about the other side of the house, which is our XG firewall. Uh, Taking a look at the endpoint there. This is one of the latest tests that we commissioned from MRG EFITAS uh, very uh, widely used uh, testing facility out there. I don't have our latest. We also just got tests back from uh, SE Labs. We took uh, part in their tests out there as well. But you can see kind of how we ranked up against a lot of the other uh, AV vendors that are out there. Uh, not gonna go into this in depth. You guys can screenshot this or we can send you these slides later. They will be available on the Sophos website as well. But what this is looking at is just a comparative of the actual protection assessment on those devices. You know big thing to take a look at is going to be kind of the the false positives you know the puas out there so maybe it blocked the behavior maybe it didn't auto block or just flat out missed it all together the other portion of that is going to be the exploit test so this is all the known exploit techniques that are out there uh, that mrg effortas used i uh, can see we have a one miss out there they introduced a new type of an exploit technique Uh, That we don't have covered on there and is actually being patched right now. It's not something that's used in the wild or seen in the wild, which is why it wasn't detected on there. But take a look at us compared to everyone else. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where we have that comprehensive list of protection for exploit techniques. A lot of the vendors out there only cover a portion of that. So this is kind of what we're looking at for a complete picture uh, when we're talking endpoint protection. The endpoint protection for me and for Sophos is going to be not just this next gen thing, uh, but we're going to layer everything on. We're going to layer all the technology we've had, our tried and true endpoint technology. Uh, on our endpoint, we also bring in device control. So the ability to lock down those USB ports, block people from you know putting in a CD-ROM drive. You know This is really good for making sure data does not leave my environment as well. Uh, We have app control. So app control is great for locking down those systems, making sure people aren't using Wireshark, making sure they're not using PowerShell. If there's no reason for an end user to have access to those applications, why are we going to allow them to run? If they're allowed to run on that system, chances are the bad guy, remember we have that active adversary out there, he can use them as well. The reputation security and signatures is our traditional uh, protection out there. We have that tried and true signature based detection built into the product as well. Along with that you know, machine learning and all those new techniques from the intercept down at the bottom here in dark blue. What we actually do is start to layer this on with our network security. Uh, So, the green layer on here brings out that network security component uh, with our advanced threat protection, bringing in the IPS and web protection, our sandboxing for both web and email. So, this is going to be a good part where we actually bring in that synchronized security. So, and where we do this on the firewall, on the perimeter side, is going to be our XG firewall. This is our next generation uh, firewall. Coming in, taking a look at this, uh, the design philosophy on the XG firewall, it's built for uh, your IT uh, mid-market admin. Uh, So this is not a complicated firewall. It's not meant to be where you have to go to nine to 10 different places to configure the firewall and then troubleshooting it. You You need a degree in rocket science to make it through here. Really quick and easy, right in the dashboard, we know exactly what's going on. Here we can see that security heartbeat in the top right. Corner, as well as our sandstorm, our advanced threat protection, and this UTQ, UTQ is our user threat quotient. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that in a minute, but what this does is it gives you a report of all your users on there and ranks them from least risky to most risky in the environment. So again, some of the advantages on here with the XG firewall is we can expose those hidden risks in the environment through rich OnBox reporting, a UTQ uh, on there as well. Uh, Because we have that synchronized security, we also have the ability to identify unknown apps. Most firewalls are pretty good at identifying applications that come through there, but they have a huge gap. Now, what you're gonna see on most reports, and I don't care if you even look at the best app ID uh, in the industry, which is Palo Alto, if you look at their report, They're going to have unknown traffic or general HTTP, HTTPS traffic. Application vendors know that, hey, HTTP, port 80 and 443 is going to be open on your firewall. You're allowing people out to get and browse the internet. We're going to run our traffic on there as well. Basically your traditional firewall cannot identify that traffic. It, the signature looks like web traffic. So we're just calling it web traffic. With that synchronized security, we can reach back out to the endpoint. We have the connection information on there and we can say, who's doing this? Which application is bringing itself through my firewall? So that's what we call synchronized application control. This allows us to get insight into exactly what applications are going through a firewall. As an admin, you have better visibility of what your users are using and you have the better ability to lock down those applications if it's something that is not warranted in your environment. Again, blocking unknown threats in there through our IPS suite, our sandboxing technology, which also takes advantage of our deep learning engine. And then again, they automatically respond to incidents with that synchronized security, which you will see on the demo here. So this is what I'm talking about as far as kind of what we do with the user threat quotient. Traditional firewall, the way it looks at your end users, everybody looks the same. It doesn't define characteristics based on your browsing history, based on whether or not we saw you had a, a virus. So that's pretty much what a traditional firewall looks like when in reality, your users look much like this. So what that UTQ does is it allows us to identify those risky users in your environment. Those could be anywhere from you know, Susie in accounting to John in IT. Doesn't matter. It's going to identify their browsing history, the applications that they used. Are we detecting any IPS attacks from their uh, user accounts and workstations and identify those users as higher risk in your environment? This here is showing that kind of graph. That's how it's graphed out to you. You can then present this. You can click on that server admin here and find out what exactly is he doing? Why is he ranking so high and so much of a threat to my environment? At this point, he's only uh, ranked at 33. This does go all the way up to 100 on there. But again, he is one of the more risky users in your environment. We also do the same thing with the application. So we have on-box reporting. Uh, There is no secondary box you need to buy for Sophos to get uh, the full set of reports. Uh, One of the things we do as far as our application risks go and our web risks on there is give you a risk meter. Here's the current applications being used in your environment. Here's the current overall risk level of your environment. Uh, Ideally, as an admin, we want to maintain a relatively low risk. Now, this is going to be based on the risk scores assigned to the different applications. If you have people using things like torrents or proxy clients on there Uh, you know maybe file sharing services will rank up higher as a more risky that's going to generate a higher risk score for your environment all right so we do have all this set up so basically this is your full utm this is from start to finish this is your firewall uh, your intrusion prevention with your sandboxing on there advanced threat protection Uh, your web protection and application control on here as well. A couple components not listed on here are going to be email protection and web server protection. Web server, meaning you're hosting uh, an internal website, rather than exposing that to the internet directly, you'll actually have all your endpoints talk to us and we'll actually Process that information, making sure no one's trying to do any sort of SQL injections, cross-site hacking, and process that information securely and hand it off to your web server, essentially hardening your web server, making it so it's not directly against the internet. So this is what it looks like. This is again, your console inside of here. This is actually a little bit of a newer uh, version, our version 17.1. We are definitely constantly making strides in there. The initial screen was our initial 17 release uh, with 17.1 Uh, We're bringing in this cloud application component inside of here, identifying things such as Dropbox, GoToMeeting, and allowing you to apply sanctions to them. This is a sanctioned uh, cloud-based application, or this is an unsanctioned or a tolerated application in the environment. Again, giving you better visibility and graphs into what's going on inside of your environment. For the synchronized security component inside here if we click on uh, synchronized security we can actually see that in this case it's my mac server uh, with chris the user on there the ip address now if we come in we take a look at the atp uh, this is going to be taking a look at the advanced threat protection we can come in we can actually see this is a c2 so a call home attack from this machine and we can see the exact program that was running on here this is mac uh, so we know the exact location of that program. So this is not something you would see a firewall typically tell you. The firewall wouldn't be able to tell you this is, you know, whatever whatever EXE on a Windows machine or the .appac on a Mac. This is because we can reach out to that endpoint. We can gain further information. We can we know the exact string that's used on there, and we can say, all right, who was doing this? This is that program right there. Let's shut that down. The endpoint can now take action on that and go and remediate that program on the system. Again, this is all done automatically. So before we get into the demo, just wanna show you quickly kind of what we're gonna be doing as far as the synchronized security here. So this is very similar to how I have my environment set up. I have my firewall, which is protecting my endpoints. Uh, We're gonna be connected to Sophos Central and I have a looks real server sitting off to the side on a different zone. And then we have our access out to the internet. So what's going to happen, we're going to infect one of my machines here, it's going to cause it to go into a red state, we're going to see it at risk, and then from there, the firewall, without me doing anything, is going to take automated action on this. It's going to prevent me from getting to my server, it's also going to prevent me from getting out to the internet, until that machine is either automatically or manually remediated, depending on the needs of that machine once everything's remediated, it'll actually be granted internet access again. It'll be granted access back to that server and put into a good green health state. So Steve, just checking with you. Is there any questions before we get into uh, the actual demo here?
0: No, not not yet. I, I have plenty of questions though. Don't you worry about that. But I'm gonna save all of mine until kind of the end. And um, I'm I'm just really excited to see. I want I want to I want to give you some feedback though, not a question, while while you get this prepared. Um, I like shiny things.
2: Oh, we're gonna talk shiny things.
0: And and let me tell you, man, the the screenshots that that you're that you're putting up there of the uh, the firewall interface, those are shiny, man. Oh, uh, you well, we haven't
2: seen anything yet. Then uh, just hold on. We're going to go into root cause analysis and okay. break down this attack with some, you know, really cool eye candy that's uh, in the process of getting even better. Hey, Steve, don't don't forget you got to leave some time for me to talk about the business side and the program side too. Absolutely, sir. We're that's, gonna we're gonna catch up with you here in just a second.
0: That's that's not a problem. We'll have plenty of time, guys. All right, All right so. What we're gonna
2: do here, this is my Windows 10 machine here. It is protected uh, with Sophos. Uh, We can see my endpoint protection here. I do have everything enabled at this point in time. Uh, So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go ahead and just make sure that yes, we have internet access going and just to verify you guys can see my Windows desktop, correct? Looks great. All right, perfect. So you're doing a ping. Yep, yeah, very simple tool. Uh, so, and then we have my looks real website. Uh, everybody should know 8.8.8 Google DNS servers. And then we have my internal looks real web server on here as well. So everything's good. I have access to the internet. I have access to my server. Uh, if we take a look at my files here, I've uh, just got some you know, Excel documents and uh, different types of files in here. Everything's good. Everything's in a currently good state. So what we're going to do is we're going to log into the XG firewall. Make sure we have that ready to go. And we're gonna see here that my synchronized security heartbeat is again, green. We're in a good green state here. Nothing's going on with this device. Uh, We'll go ahead and log in here as well. That'll just get that ready and prepped for us. So what we're gonna do now is actually go over to my looks real website. So this is just a, a replication of you know, a, a kind of a hotel website you could go to, maybe somebody try to replicate you know, Marriott or something and inject some code on there, send you to some other page uh, to fool you. We're gonna come through here and I need to register. All right, we're gonna click on this. All right, a little weird, The site's asking me to download a registration document. Yeah, you know, sure, most of your end users are not gonna be concerned with that. They're just gonna keep going right on through it. This is gonna go ahead and open up uh, Word. Now at this point, you know they will have some precautions. You know Word's going to tell them you know, make sure you know you, if you know what this is, you know, you can open it. If not, you know, don't open it. A lot of times, at least you know, when I was an MSP, what do users do on here? Yeah, click. You know, just let me into my document. Quit bothering me with these alerts on here. Same thing, security warning. Macros have been disabled. Now right here, it's telling me I need to enable that. So we're going to go ahead and enable this content. And what's going to happen here is once I enable this content and basically allowing these macros to execute on this system, we're going to try to do something uh, in Word that Word should not be doing. And this is where that application lockdown comes in. So as we let that execute, you're going to know as soon as I hit yes on there, Word closed. We can see how the Sophos endpoint stepped in with the lockdown. Remember, this is that application fencing that I was talking about. Word did something it was not supposed to. So at this point, if we take a look, I still have access to the internet. I still have access to my website. I'm still in a good green state. This did not compromise my machine for more than a second. You know, we were actually able to stop it before it actually executed on the system. So there was nothing to remediate. So therefore, you know, Security did not have to step in, reach out to the firewall and shut anything down. So this is taking a look at, you know, exploit techniques, application lockdown settings on here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make this quite a bit harder. We're gonna go ahead and override the settings on here. So we're gonna override all these policies and we're gonna turn off all the deep learning, the real-time scanning on here, all my safe browsing and exploit techniques. Basically, the only thing we're gonna leave on here is the ransomware detection. Again, not something I would probably recommend you do in a normal environment, uh, but you can see all the different layers of protection we have in here. So we're gonna come through here and we're gonna do this exact same attack again. This time knowing that we're not going to be stopped on the application lockdown. So we're going to go ahead and open up our Word document. We're going to to bypass all of our security warnings that uh, Word is trying to do to protect us because I need to get to my data and I need to find out what's going on. And at this point, if you watch down the bottom and most users wouldn't notice that it happened real quick, we had a PowerShell that popped up. Now. Sophos is uh, prompted that we had a ransomware attack on here. We had confirmation exe uh, that was stopped in here. If we actually go ahead and minimize these and take a look, I'm in a red state, threat was detected. If we take a look at my access to my server here, I am not allowed to get to there. Uh, If we take a look to the internet, I'm not allowed to get out there either. I'm currently in a security lockdown state. We take a look at the actual XG firewall and we'll see that I have one system at risk. And we click on that, this is my Windows 10 lab machine. 32 seconds ago was changed into a, a red state. And basically what this is doing now is it's going through and it's running through a cleanup. We can see Sophos found no threats on there. It's going through an automated cleanup of that system. So it'll actually make it to where uh, we upload all the data to Sophos Central as to what happened. So what we'll do now is we'll actually come in and take a look at these attacks from the Sophos Central admin dashboard. The Sophos Central Admin Dashboard is the customer level. This is this customer container where we have your endpoint technology, your server protection technology. We offer mobile device management, full disk encryption, wireless management, email gateway, and phishing training through a single dashboard for your customers. So this is your customer container here. And what we're gonna be focused on are the alerts that are in here. So if we take a look at our alerts, uh, we can see there was ransomware detected inside of here. Uh, we can actually go in and start to take a look at you know, exactly what happened. I have that grouped inside of here. I can ungroup that, see this was a ransomware detection confirmation EXE on my Win10 lab machine with Sophos logged in there. That's great, and that's what normal AV would show you. So let's go in and take a deeper dive as to you know what happened during these attacks. You know What happened you know, when we clicked on uh, that you know, link from the internet? So we're going to take a look at the first one while it's still processing my second attack on there. This is what we call root cause analysis. Root cause analysis is going to give us the details as to what happened during this attack. Giving you the detection, which in this case was the lockdown, where it happened, my Microsoft Edge browser, the files that were potentially involved in this, the you know, where it happened and when it happened on my machine. The one thing you're not gonna see from a normal AV product is the root cause that this happened from you know, Microsoft Edge on that machine. So we can actually come in, we can take a look at the artifacts. This is gonna show me all the business files the processes that were run. We can see Microsoft Edge. We can see my WinWord process in here. Uh, remember, we can see that memory compression. We talked about that application lockdown, one of those exploit techniques, a compromised word. That was that memory c- compression used inside of this attack here. We can then come over to the eye candy portion of this, the visualization, and show you exactly how this attack happened in real time. So we can see here that root cause, that red dot on here, and then that beacon event. The beacon event's a point in time which we stopped that attack. We can see here we have Microsoft Edge, and as you click these, it'll give you all the information about that process, the start time, the hash ID, the process ID, all the information you want to know. From here, we can see the different websites that we're connected to, here's my looks real website, uh, anything else that it was attached to as well. And then that document that was opened, here's our registration document, the temp location of where it was located when we loaded that up and the process that it launched. Loading up that document caused Word to open and now Word's actually running, ran for a total of 41 seconds on there while we were going through and talking. And we can see that memory compression technique in here, which is what causes us to actually uh, stop with the application lockdown. So at this point, this process no longer made it, didn't make it through to actually injecting any ransomware, didn't make it to the confirmation EXE creation. It was stopped in its tracks right here. Now, if we come back to here, uh, root cause analysis cases, we can see that my CryptoGuard case has now been uploaded. Before we take a quick look at that, we want to go back here and just make sure that, yes, my endpoint, without doing anything, I haven't done any magic behind the scenes. My endpoint is protected. Uh, you know, My access to the Internet has been restored. My access to my test web server has been restored on here. Uh, my files, more importantly, are protected. We can see the remnants of the EZ files on here, but my actual Excel 1 file on here was actually protected on that system. So again, come back to here, take a look at the CryptoGuard attack and this one's gonna show a little differently. So again, the root cause for this one was WinWord. It's not gonna track it all the way back to uh, the Internet Explorer here. We're looking for that famous face of where we recognize this coming from. Uh, We are bringing out an EDR version of this uh, platform. Uh, It'll go into early access a little later this year, I think November timeframe and be available uh, next year where you can actually say, all right, from here, find me the root cause analysis from this point tracking it to the full uh, beginning in your environment. Or maybe it wasn't even this machine that actually started this. Maybe it started from somewhere else in that environment as well. So I'll actually go across all the machines in the environment to find patient zero. But in this case, we have WinWord, five business files involved. This was a ransomware attack. Again, the machine and when it happened on there. Taking a look at the artifacts, again, we see Uh, the root cause when word that confirmation exe inside of here you can see uh, powershell ran on that system we can take a look at the files my xl110 and jpeg100 that registration document and again we can come in and take a look at it from the visualization standpoint so in this case we can see that word we can see that memory compression attack out here so there's my memory compression attack which we didn't stop because we had that disabled From here that launched PowerShell, uh, which you saw running. Uh, PowerShell was running for a whole four seconds on the machine, so unless somebody was paying attention, it probably wouldn't have seen it. From here, it created a brand new file, created this confirmation.exe, and then that confirmation.exe file was launched in the system. That process started to kick off that ransomware process, and as you can see, it ran for a whole uh, 205 milliseconds before Sophos CryptoGuard stepped in and stopped that process. Uh, we can also see the files that it read from. We can see the JPEG 100, JPEG 10, and my one inside of here. Uh, and then any of the files that it wrote as well inside of there, so all the easy files on there as well. So again, a lot of powerful information going through to be able to diagnose exactly what happened. You don't have to rely on going to the end user. where did you go? What website did you visit? How, how did you get this? Where did, how did this happen? You know, all that information is documented for you right here. All right. With that, I'm going to actually turn this over to Travis. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Travis, are you ready?
1: As soon as I unmute myself, I will be. Yep, absolutely. Aaron, I think there's some questions coming in, too, and a couple of, you know, comment stuff. Um, I think would be a good time to address those as well.
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) Well, I, I do want to go over some questions, if that's all right. Sure. Um, Absolutely. The the first question, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go way back, okay? When are you guys going to start doing managed switches?
2: Hopefully never. Um, do you know how many products
0: we have? <laughs> uh,
2: it has been talked about. Um, there was some talks about a year ago um, whether or not to acquire a managed switch company. Uh, Because that is the missing piece, you know, pretty much between the end user and the firewall. You've got your switch. Uh, We decided to go a different route. Now, that's not necessarily to say we're not going to buy a firewall company. You've seen our our history there of growth and acquisition. So it's not outside the realms. But where they've focused right now is that lateral movement. So being able to with, you know, without having to own the switch without having to have a managed switch in there, you can do this with just a, a standard layer two switch being able to tell all the other endpoints out there that, you know, hey, this Sophos workstation here, WinLab 10 is infected, don't talk to him. It's so basically stonewalling that uh, workstation, basically going into the room and saying, all right, nobody in here, talk to Travis. You know, if he's, if he's talking, just, just mute him, he's, he's not there. That's essentially what we're doing and it's a much easier method right now into getting to uh, that state of where you can prevent lateral movement.
0: Okay, <clears throat> all right, so going back to your demo, How, how does all this, like, say we're not using the full blown SoFo stack, you know, let's say we have um, the firewall, but we don't have endpoint, you know, maybe we don't have intercept X. Um, Is it going to be able to do any of what we just saw?
2: So it will not be able to do synchronized security, which is what we just saw. The synchronized security component is that communication between the endpoint and the firewall. Now, the firewall on its own, uh, if you take a look at the NSS lab rankings out there, the firewall on its own security effectiveness is through the roof. You know, your IPS, you know, your sandboxing detection on there, uh, your ATP detections, you know, basically that's what's gonna protect you from an actual firewall level. Now, where you can get even better protection is when you start bringing in uh, that synchronized security, this whole idea of you know products working better together. But both of these products will stand on their own. Uh, we sell a ton of you know, Intercept X without uh, firewalls. Uh, we sell a ton of firewalls without you know, Intercept X. And vice versa, Intercept X can also be installed. So if you have a customer out there, and I know we have a lot of MSPs, they're using WebRoot and they need something to augment the technology for uh, WebRoot, you can actually load Intercept X on top of WebRoot. It's designed to run alongside any current traditional AV product.
1: Yeah, I'll also add guys that, you know, Sophos is the only company in the world with three products in Gartner's Magic Quadrant. That's gonna be our endpoint, our firewall and encryption. So all all those obviously, you know, even in the enterprise space uh, are gonna be, you know, standalone worthy um it's just that we make them available to companies really of all shapes and sizes and priced right for everyone um so it, it's just you know most partners that i talk to when they come to me in that initial you know pr- prospective partner stage is usually to talk about one or the other or single products and then once they understand the the overall value of the grand scheme of things that's when they get even more and more interested so it's it almost becomes a no-brainer to look at both
0: now now i'm gonna i'm gonna share my screen because i I feel like uh, we're having like a technical conversation and then we're about to have the business conversation. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to ask a couple more technical questions before we move forward. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I told you guys earlier to, I was going to throw you guys under the bus. Okay. And, and I'm also kind of throwing another AV company under the bus because they 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 they're, they're the ones that open fire right okay so here's here's what happened earlier today there was an antivirus company let's say it rhymes with fit pretender okay and uh, and they they shared this and what what you're looking at here is um, an AV comparatives which Many IT guys consider AV comparatives to be one of the, you know, leading antivirus uh, testing companies. Whether you believe that to be the case or not is irrelevant. That's what we, the MSPs, believe, right? Um, what What you'll see here is, well, earlier in the chat, we we mentioned this one here, Sentinel One. Zach, Zach, and I were chatting about that for a moment because, you know, we. I felt like, you know, this, this really reminded me of what I was seeing, reminded me of what we saw with the Sentinel one webinar, you know, the whole let's break this down and see exactly what happened on the computer. So your software is like way more awesome than Sentinel one, according to this. But, but why is this saying that, that Bitdefender is way better than you because Yours is, is shiny and pretty colors and I like pretty colors, so obviously that means it's better in my mind. Um what what do, do you do you like, do you know what happened with this or or what product they're testing? Are they testing like the the MSP Connect product or are they testing a consumer product or
2: so for this one I'm not sure what they tested. Uh the first test that actually tested our uh, Sophos Central with our intercept X uh, was actually SE Labs, uh, which that test is out and I don't think Bit Defender looking through it here, no, they were not part of that test, so they didn't uh, subject themselves to that one. Uh, SE Labs, uh, you know definitely a widely respected out there. Um, but yeah, this one I have no idea. I don't know the results or what they did as far as uh, the AB comparatives. Uh, if you shoot me an email on this, we can definitely have it uh, sent to our team and say, sure. all right, cause we, as long as they involved us in the TAC, you know, it's, which they should with most companies. And it depends on, uh, again, a lot of different uh, components on there and what was tested, you know, what part of our product did they actually test?
0: And, and I think that's, that's a fair question to ask because you have a lot of products. So, you know, if, if they're just testing, you know, I, I think you have a consumer one. I could just go up to Best Buy and purchase.
2: Well, wow, so we have a consumer one that you can actually go online and get for free.
0: Right. So, I mean, are, did they test that versus Bitdefender? Or do you know? So, I, I think it's fair to ask, what on earth did they test? But I think a, another question that's also fair to ask is, you know, when when we just saw that that whole demo what what products okay so I know you've got the, the, uh, the, the firewall and I know you've got the central endpoint and I assume that was advanced, not standard
2: Yeah, so the well so we're getting ready to change a lot of names. but the advanced only thing that really does is add in the device control, the application control, DLP, web protection into the product. The security part is the same as standard. Uh, okay. where we start getting into the other part is going to be the intercept X, uh, which you know adds on to our endpoint protection to complete that puzzle. So what they probably did is they tested uh, maybe the endpoint standard uh, on there, just a file based uh, detection, and tried to run exploit tests against it, which you know if you're not using our exploit technology, it's not going to pick it up.
0: Gotcha. So firewall, central endpoint, intercept x is that like the only three things i need to be putting on a computer or because i know you you guys have a bazillion skews
2: yeah I we do like so protection wise uh, if you're talking you know what we should have and if you're talking from Sophos, yes it's going to be your endpoint advanced uh because you do want to have that device control you do want to have that application control on there uh you do want to have that next generation you know anti-exploit anti-ransomware machine learning those are going to be your protection components on that machine Uh, Any vendor should be doing the same. They should be putting uh, all their latest and greatest on there. Uh, Some of them, I mean, Sentinel-1, I hate to pick on those guys, but they're so easy. Um, They're one of those guys that tout on high that, you know, it's machine learning, machine learning, machine learning, uh, and they'll tell you no signatures, uh, and then they'll tell you that they have a hash that they do to look up files, which hopefully we all know a hash is just a signature. So that's how they're augmenting their protection. I don't know why they did that bad in this test. They normally do pretty decent in tests, uh, but yeah, they're still working on, you know, again, the, uh, the exploitation, uh, exploit techniques uh, and other further uh, anti-ransomware. They're basing all their stuff on one technique.
1: Yeah. I'll pick on Sentinel one again too, because I think they, I believe they do also tap the same functionality to be able to roll back the file. So similar to our crypto guard where uh, they,
0: do. they do
1: Yep, yeah. So, um and for that uh I believe they're using volume shadow. Yeah, right. they
2: use volume shadow copy and it's actually a, a manual process inside of there versus an automated process unless they've changed something since the last time I saw it. Right. Which
1: um to uh you know, a lot of the folks that I talk to uh that are in the security business and you know, white hats or what have you are going to tell you that the first thing somebody's going to do in order to get around that is just to disable VSS. So um, with, ours, with our rollback capability and our crypto guard, it is a proprietary functionality rather than just levering something that can be easily turned on or off.
0: So speaking of, um, I lost what the, the thing that you just mentioned, but I swear this, this segued perfectly. Yeah. Um,
1: can you hear I, the rain coming in here too? What was that? It's raining really hard here. I don't know if you can hear it. No, I
0: cannot. I cannot. Good. No, my my brain's just going a million different directions right now with all these good questions. So, um, InterceptX has the ability to recover files that get attacked. And that's great, but the workstation and server endpoint products do not appear to have a quarantine. So, in the end, uh, uh, so in the event of a false positive, you can't rec- you can't recover the files that have been cleaned. Cleaned really translates to deleted. In all of my years in IT, I have never seen another AV product that has had no quarantine. Sometimes getting a file back that has been removed can be a major undertaking, then multiply that uh, in a larger environment. Why is there no quarantine? And is something being worked on to include that?
2: So there is technically a quarantine. Anything that's questionable uh, will be actually quarantined in place uh until you make an action on it so if you get a warning on there it's not a you know, we're uh, definitive uh you know this is a bad file uh, we need to go ahead and uh delete it uh if it gets caught by machine learning it will be moved to uh, an actual quarantine section if you approve that file it'll then be moved back but we did get rid of the whole idea of this kind of quarantine folder uh which you used to have with a traditional AV product uh, where you go and it just houses all your files on there and somebody hopefully someday goes back and cleans up those files. And if not, you have malware files sitting there forever and hopefully uh, you know, they stay contained. So yeah, it is a little bit of a different approach to there. Again, if it is a questionable file, a questionable PUA on there, uh, it will be contained in place versus being moved to a folder. Uh, if we do flat out delete it, Uh, then chances are it's because it has a very high conviction rate on there. We detected actual malware inside of there and you should probably get another copy of it versus, you know, going and grabbing that copy.
0: Okay. And um, James, uh, James, right? James. Yes. James reminded me of something that I found the other day when I was doing some research on Sophos to, you know, make sure I'm not able, I'm able to at least sound like I know a little bit of what I'm talking about for today's webinar, AV Comparatives, I couldn't find any tests beyond 2016. So I don't understand how Fit Pretender has, you know, a last revision March 23rd, 2018 AV Comparatives logo with you guys on it.
1: Couldn't
0: answer that either. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, um, thank you for the reminder on that, James. I, I did notice that, um, last week when I was, when I was doing some research on this, because I was, you know, I'm really intrigued by your stuff. I mean, you guys have some, some really neat products and I have several pro- uh, colleagues that, that just have awesome things to say about your stuff. Um, so okay, you, know, you have it, uh, you give you
2: five seconds so I can share my screen again real
0: quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you guys will be able to get this off of our website uh, as well. Uh, sorry, I don't want to take too much time from Travis here, but this is definitely uh, worth showing. So we'll show my desktop here. Uh, so this is SE Labs. This was uh, just released. If you guys you know, know SE Labs, uh, they do all their testing. This is the... Uh, April through June, they have a small, bus- small business edition, uh, endpoint protection, and an enterprise. Uh, we have both of them out there as well. Uh, but just to kind of come in now, Bitdefender, again, didn't submit themselves to this, so they were not part of the testing on here. Uh, but if you want to take a look, kind of the protection accuracy and uh, identifying legitimate products, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at uh, from an AV protection. Um, and any of you that are out there that are using uh, the whole web route uh, out there, I feel sorry. Um, but kind of um, this is what we're looking at. I mean, these are the testings. This is actually the first one that was out there that actually tested the Sophos Intercept X. Not to harp on that too much, but I will let you have the screen back here, Travis. Sounds good.
1: Any other questions, Steve, Taylor?
0: Not at this time, no. And, uh, just, uh, real quick in the chat here, James did put a link to the AV comparatives that, that he's looking at business security test, 2018, March, March through June. And you, you guys aren't on the list. So obviously this is March through June and not December through February. But I mean, that's, I'm going to call it concerning.
1: Yeah. So we we actually have an entire uh, team here that's dedicated to competitive intelligence. So, and and that's something that our partners can also contact as well. So if you're in a deal uh, and you're looking for some, some information or battle card against whatever you're competing with, um, that they'll actually support you on that as well. So we can, we can actually, uh, inquire with that, that team here.
0: Cool.
1: use that as a follow.
0: Go ahead and, uh, take it away, sir.
1: All right. All right. So, yeah. So thank you guys. So that was a great overview of the technical side of things. What I really wanted to do was just kind of give you an overview of the, you know, the team that you'd be working with over here at Sophos and then get into the program, how you become a partner and how you kind of put it all together and and get, get all the values of each product individually or as a conglomeration in synchronized security. So um, hopefully my stuff will advance here. There we go, all right. So the dedicated team, um, we are a global organization, of course, so um, here in the Americas though, which is where I'm assuming most of the, the people on the webinar are, you're gonna have uh, a dedicated team of people just to the MSP program and, and, your, and that side of your business. You'll have other people in addition to this at as well, but these are your overlay teams. Myself on the east, Eric Kauseth in the central side, Matt Bernanke in the West. And now we all kind of work together with a a set of uh, inside people as well. We've got Pete Wentland, Karen, Nick Weicker and Chris Curran as well. So um, that can be a lot of people, can be very overwhelming sometimes. So if you're ever not sure of who to reach out to, reach out to one of us and we can easily be reached at East MSP, Central MSP and West MSP, depending on where you are in the world. So I'll put that up there again. Um, very quick and easy way to get to um, our entire team, basically. Um, so, the market opportunity, I'll talk about it very quickly. You guys get it. The important part is that Sophos also understands the market opportunity. Um, it wasn't always this way. I started with the company six years ago, didn't necessarily understand monthly recurring revenue and the value that brings to an organization. Um, we are very, very successful with this program right now. It's only about three years old and that has raised a ton, a ton of attention from other people in the organization from the top down. So we're putting significant investments into this and into our partners, understanding that, trying to get to that win-win that you, the same thing that you guys are, right? Where the customer is secure, the partner's happy because you're, you know, you're making money and then we're making money as well. Um, so that's what it really all comes down to you. You get the Sophos advantage because we have so many different layers of security and so much uh, insight into all these different security threat vectors. We have that unique advantage to be able to bring them all together. I saw in the the question window some talk about SIM tools and things like that. Yes, absolutely. You can go out and you can purchase SIM tools. You can get trained users and very expensive trained users to be able to manage them for you. all that Sophos is trying to do here is bring that all together into an easy platform for our partners to leverage. We call that Sophos Central, and that's I'll show you kind of what that, how that looks and feels here in a second. First, though, we want to go through the program. Here are all the different technologies that are available in the MSP program. They're available in the MSP program because they are available in Sophos Central, our cloud platform. That includes our XG firewall. The XG firewall, I guess you could say, is not, uh, you know, managed in Sofa Central exactly, but it is still, you know, you still do get that zero cost, cloud-based central management for your firewalls. And we want to be able to include that in the program. So everything on this list, including the XG firewall, is gonna have a monthly pay-as-you-go license option for it. One caveat on the, on the hardware side is that is an upfront cost today. Although there is talk of, of making that um, a, another, you know, hardware-as-a-service model here and in the near future as well.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, everyone wants it. It's just working out the logistics for sure. Um, we talk about securing the web. We can do that a million different ways. We can do that from the firewall, but the, as Steve mentioned, it can also be done in Endpoint advanced because it's got that web control there. Securing the email, we bought Reflection a few years back. A lot of you are probably familiar with Reflection. Um, we have stripped out the, the, a lot of the technologies, introduced a lot more of our own technologies into that product, and then inserted it into Sofo Central so you can manage it from the same place. That's available here today. It's a cloud-based anti-spam solution. Um, Reflection still exists, but we have this kind of running side-by-side as well. Wireless. That's a big one that, that um, is huge for us as of very, very recently where we just released our latest wireless access points. We've never, you know, our wireless access points and the way that they're managed has always been good, but never great um, until literally um, the release of the new ones, I think earlier in the week or late last week. Um, there's two ways to manage them. It's one is from the firewall itself. So if you have a Sophos XG firewall on the customer premise, the, the wireless access points can be managed from there. If you don't, you can still connect them up to Salesforce Central and manage them from Salesforce Central. Uh, the difference there is that on the Sophos Central side, if you're managing there, it does need a license. Versus on the firewall, the firewall's already got the license, so um, the base license includes the wireless functionality. Fish threat is the simulated phishing attacks that you can push out through Sophos Central as well, and though that is by far—I wouldn't say by far—but it's it's definitely the fastest growing uh, of the, the modules here. Um, so, again, the ability to, to send out simulated phishing attacks includes, um, you know, ongoing user awareness training and everything that you'd expect in a security training program. Um, the, uh, I'm going to talk a little, touch a little bit more on that in a minute here as well. Steve talked about endpoint versus next-gen endpoint. That's going to be our, you know, Endpoint Advanced and Intercept X. They can run together as the same install, side by side or if you've got a traditional signature-based endpoint that you already like, you can run InterceptX alongside that to add additional value and protection. Mobile device management or EMM enterprise mobility, also in the program. Um, server protection, we do set aside server protection from traditional endpoints. It's purpose-built server protection. A lot of people, if you're familiar with Sophos, know that we just came out with um, InterceptX for servers. That is essentially just server advanced. It's just a renamed version of our advanced server product, and it now includes all the components of InterceptX, like the CryptoGuard, the root cause analysis, the advanced malware cleanup, and the machine learning, okay? So in the server world, we've got standard and advanced. The advanced version in the MSP program has just been renamed InterceptX for servers, but we just haven't changed that on the MSP program yet. So if you're wondering that, why that, that differentiated, differentiation is there. And then finally, we've, we can talk about um, enforcing hard drive encryption, protecting the data. Full disk encryption, leveraging the native disk encryption in Windows and Mac, also available. This is a lot of different products. And like I said, uh, it's very uncommon for someone to, to, to come to my attention and say, hey Travis, I'm looking for all these products. And I heard you can do them, give them to me now. Right. So it's usually one or the other. So everything is a la carte. Again, the, the name of the program is MSP Connect Flex. We want to make it flexible. So whether you're using one or all of them or multiple, um, all, everybody welcome. I mentioned Fish Threat earlier that I wanted to chime back in on it. That's because there are a lot of products that are very similar in the orga- in the industry today. Um, you probably don't know No Before, Fish there there's several other ones. Essentially they do the same thing, um, feature to feature. The, the main attraction here, I guess the additional attraction, other than the fact that it's all managed in the same place as all the other security solutions that you may be leveraging from Sophos, is that from a pricing perspective on this program, we're only charging you for the months that you actually fish the users. You may be using the product, the training and the ongoing user awareness and response all 12 months out of the year. However, if you're only fishing your users quarterly, then you only receive four charges. So that's very huge, and that's probably not very well communicated. So people usually look, look past that when they look at the pricing. It's really, really even lower than it looks on the pricing sheet because of that, that fact. If you're, I mean, if you're fishing your users every, every month, then it, it is what it is. But most people don't. The, the program at a glance, one vendor, one dashboard, one program, that's the message that we're really going out. We, we, when we started this program three years ago, um, and I'll talk about how that all works. So when I talk to any new partner, the first thing I do is I ask them, what are they leveraging for? You know, for example, firewall, and I'll get something, something along the lines of SonicWall, Fortinet, WatchGuard, name your firewall there. Then we start talking about wireless access points and how you're doing that at get Meraki and Arrowhive and a few others. Then we start talking about email. It's going to be, you know, the McAfee's of the world, maybe it's reflection, but The point of the story is that there's generally a different vendor that they're leveraging for each one of these different threat vectors that are out there. The concept here with Sophos is to bring it all into one. I'll repeat it again. You don't have to use every single product on this wheel, but as you do add more and more, it's going to add more and more value for a lot of different reasons. Not only are the products going to be talking to each other, but they're also, you'll have that consolidation, that vendor consolidation. So your costs will be less there for for management and everything else. When we talk about management, it's, we're talking about the partner dashboard and what we call Sofa Central, that that cloud platform. We say one dashboard, um, however, as you can see here, there are three possible single panes of glass here, depending on who you are. The partner dashboard is what I'll be jumping into, and that's where you're gonna spend most of your time. That's the multi-tenant console for partners couple of screenshots here, I'm gonna actually dive into this, so I won't go too far into it. Um, we do have a recently enhanced MSP alerting here uh, with the ability for you to um, uh, uh, input a, a single email address where these, these uh, alerts come to. Um, and then it also contains, the email alerts also contains the information that you're gonna to need to be able to trap that and parse that with, with any kind of, of tool that you, you know ticket creation type of things. You'll see your usage, you'll see your monthly page, Go licenses versus term. There are, you do have the ability to to deploy term licenses one year, two year, and three year as well. We have PSA integration today with uh, ConnectWise and then there is a roadmap for Autotask as well. This is from a billing perspective, API level stuff so that you can sync up your central usage into your ConnectWise agreements kind of looks like that. And then um, the team, uh, most notably Steve Weber, who who, uh, gave us the intro here and the the technical overview, um, has been working a lot with a lot of the RMM tools that are out there today. We have current integrations with um, ConnectWise Automate as well as Kaseya. But if anybody has really any RMM platform that you're leveraging, we have the ability to um, automate the deployment uh, in some kind of way. So reach out to us if you're not a ConnectWise Automate or Kaseya. And then, of course, once you're part of this program, you're going to be qualified for the dedicated VIP MSP support, which is going to come along with a VIP email address as well as phone number, which is essentially going to get you past that level one uh, support level where, quite honestly, most people get hung up there because that's designed for those users, you know, the, the consumers that are up, not consumers, but our end user customers to, to reach out to. So you really want to get to that partner support where we, we know that you've been you know, trained and you could give them access to all the
0: right resources.
1: Any questions coming through, Steve?
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> you have a really, really awesome and encompassing program. Now, how does – I know that you've got, like, you know, per user stuff, per device stuff. How How does all that work? Is that, like – um, aggregate
1: mm-hmm. yeah we, we're going to be going into the program here and how that all works and then we'll also talk about um, a promo for the webinar uh, attendees today to be able to you know get get full advantage of what we call band jumping so I'll explain that here in a second for sure
0: perfect and then um, does Sophos have any plans to add integration with N-central RMM?
1: yeah Steve you want to take that one
2: Uh, Yeah, so we're actually in talks with um, SolarWinds and Central uh, right now. Uh, They've actually approached us to uh, bring us on as a uh, a high-end security solution for their product. There's a lot of back-end stuff that's being worked on uh, right now with the management teams of kind of how to bring them in, uh, how to uh, bring them in as the master MSP so they can distribute it uh, through N-Central to you. Uh, but yes, we are working on that. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a, a close relationship with them uh, coming up soon.
0: Awesome. Any other RMM tools that people should be getting excited about? Maybe like a, a Terra or...
2: I have actually never heard of that one. Uh, we have integrations with okay. uh, ConnectWise right now, uh, Automate. Uh, we mm-hmm. have scripts built into there for deployment, uninstallation, Uh creating a ticket on error of install. Uh, As soon as Automate fixes their components, we'll have monitoring of the key services and uh, notifications of reboots pending for your end users. For Kaseya, we have uh, deployment scripts uh, written through there using the managed variables. So you can quickly and easily schedule that against machines and have it deployed out to there. We will have tighter integrations uh, coming to where you'll actually see us fully built in uh, with the API calls directly to Sophos Central. Uh, Those are probably going to take more effect, you know, starting next year. Uh, We're waiting on a couple of components with Sophos Central uh, for the team to open up the API calls for us to actually build that.
1: Yeah, speaking of API calls, too, um, I think in the the question section, I did see uh, somebody ask about integration with your SIM tool. And I think it was in, in... Response to the root cause analysis, but um, Steve, can you touch on a little bit on uh, how we interface with Sim?
2: Yeah, so Sim is just—it's uh, uh, basically an API export of our event logs. So it's nothing to do with the root cause analysis. It is a raw dump of all the event logs in our system uh, that can be exported. I think up to every seven seconds into your Sim tools. Uh, There is actually an article, uh, I can actually grab that and I'll share that in the chat here as well, uh, that goes over how to connect that. It basically connects through a third-party intermediary from each central admin and can dump that information in there. There are SIM tools such as uh, AlienVault and Splunk that have add-ons that can basically make some useful reports for you guys as well. Uh, Other than that, once it's in the SIM, you guys can build whatever you want.
1: Very cool, Steve
2: Taylor. Anything else?
1: You're muted.
0: Um, no. Okay. Now let's continue.
1: All right, let's get into the program. How to how it all works, basically, from uh, the business side of the house. So the journey is very simple. Um, first thing you're going to do is you're going to have a, a proven managed services business. I think that goes without saying. Uh, I do actually have to say it because you know we've got a lot of partners, large VARs, and national partners that want to be able to get into this program because they want to be able to leverage the monthly billing from a finance perspective, Um, but that is definitely a no-go. You will not be competing with those those types of partners. Um, You fill out the MSP application, sophos.com forward slash MSP, and then you go through the first prerequisite training, which is the sales fundamentals. A lot of the stuff we've covered today, so it could be something that you really skim through um, and, and go to the test. Um, Once you've done that, you're essentially an MSP Connect partner, although that doesn't really get you much um, other than the the support. Um, What you really want to do is you want to go through a second training, the MSP Sales Consultant, um, which is very short and sweet, and we're covering almost all of it here today, so you can most definitely jump directly to the test. Then we get final approval from your distributor. The distribution options are going to be Ingram Micro, Lifeboat Distribution, and DNH. We also have a master distributor called Chartech. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Chartech; been using our stuff forever. Once we get that final approval, um, you will become MSP Connect Flex. And so you will have uh, the full functionality to create monthly customers. I'm not going to go through the full wheel again here, but I, I go through it just to show you what steve like what steve was saying with the aggregation and how that plays into pricing um we wanted to be creative when we came out with the with the program it absolutely is very creative but it sometimes can get confusing so i'll run you through it so we categorize each one of the products specifically devices wireless licenses services for fish threat servers for server protection but everything else is this user category which means that you might have 499 endpoints and one device encryption license and you buy at the 500 user band for everything or a combination of all that stuff. Okay, so the more product, more licenses in each category that you have, the lower your cost per category. So here are those categories. I'll give you an example. 180 users is your first customer. Now that 180 users may actually be 90 people using two products, or maybe it's 60 people using three products in the user category. You've got 25 servers there, five wireless access point licenses, and two XT firewall devices. So we'll put that up there as customer A. Customer B's got 150 users, five servers, and two wireless. You get the point. I won't, I won't kill it here, but. We aggregate that all together, 860 users, 45 servers, seven wireless access points, and 31 XT firewalls across your customer base. Take the sticky note, cross-reference it there against that. I promise it's really actually automated. It's not an actual sticky note, but um, I think one thing that I think will be very attractive that we're offering here to anybody on the webinar is that, we're gonna automatically band jump you. Reach out to us at those aliases that I mentioned there, eastmsp at Central centralmsp and westmsp, and request this from day one. Once you get that flex tag in, this, in our system, the, once you've been approved by distribution and completed the test, we'll automatically jump you up right there to the 1000 user band so that you don't experience that fluctuation.
0: And how does that work with the devices or servers?
1: Uh, we could talk about that as a, as, as one offs, the, the, the promo that we want to put out there and where it really plays in and gets, gets aggressive is going to be at the user level. So that's what we formalized here for this, this webinar. But if, if there are other band jumps that we want to talk about as a one-off, um, usually what I ask the partner is what's your stretch goal for the next 12 months. So in the next 12 months, for example, do you see yourself having 20, 30 servers Well, that's where we'll set you there starting from day one. There will be a review period associated with a a, a band jump of that nature. But the, um, so in other words, if you're telling me you're gonna have 500 servers, but in in six months you only have four, then we may need to go back and revisit that. But with the user-based licensing stuff, we will have a three-year review period on there and that'll be extended out into, into perpetuity, assuming licensing and costing and everything else that doesn't change in the next three years anyways
0: i i know uh i can think of a dozen guys that have said they'd really love to see something on the xg Mm -hmm. stuff so
1: yeah Uh, we can absolutely do that again what's your stretch goal for the next 12 months let's let's put in a six month review period but to be honest with you the the cost of you know the, the the cost the difference in cost from the 25 device band to the 100 device band isn't all that much, so it's not a huge savings, um, like it is with the endpoint. Gotcha. Okay, Um, but yeah, in any of these categories, please, let's talk about that, let's strategize on that, Uh, but for those on the webinar, you're automatically gonna be set at the 1,000 user band in perpetuity, unless you get to 5,000, so at at the 5,000 user level, assuming you hit that, then the, the promo is, is unnecessary. It becomes obsolete.
0: Oh, uh, I I've got a bunch of people yelling at me that that they want the XG firewall too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we'll have to talk offline and, and see if we can come up with with something on the firewall for the deal as well. Sure. Um, I, I feel like that, you know, I, I get why that one might be harder for you guys to authorize. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like if, if we're going to get people on Sophos, we got to get them on Sophos the right way, which is all in. All in, baby. Get them on the firewalls, the endpoints, the servers, the fish threats, the APs, you know, get get everything out there.
1: Absolutely, more the merrier, and yeah, like like, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll be flexible, um, okay. and yeah, we can talk offline. Okay, cool. All right.
0: Perfect. Cool. I um, I I gotta say though the the, the program so so if they're at uh, let's say twelve hundred users, but four firewalls, so they get the twelve hundred user pricing, but they only have the one through twenty four or whatever on the firewalls, right? mm-hmm okay yeah. yep
1: that's okay. correct yeah the 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 different categories don't don't intermingle uh, another okay. thing that i'm not a big fan of is that the fish threat although in, a, in essence you are protecting a user that in my opinion that should be another user license but we did separate that out into its own category of a service so keep that in mind as well and we could talk band jumping on that too perfect we,
0: Um, and the, the price band on the user stuff, uh, people are asking, um, that is a three year, no questions asked after three years, you'll evaluate. And if they're still below a thousand, you know, that'll, that'll be a conversation that you have privately with your partner.
1: That is correct. That is correct. Um, no, so I guess what I'm saying is that uh, for this promo, the three years, there, there has to be a review period, I'll set it for three years, because that'll be a benefit to the partner, because after three years, uh, then we may have a different promo that may be more attractive for it, you know? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, after three years, if we need to extend that again into perpetuity, we can absolutely do that. Perfect. Yeah.
0: And for those of you that are wondering how to, how to get access to that, um, all of the... Details on you know it, what what exactly the pricing will be, how you get access to the special pricing, who you contact, etc. That'll all be in the members area. So if you're not a member, sign up. I will uh, I will make sure all of that information is in there for you today.
1: And I'm actually I'm I'm gonna cover a little bit of price um, if I have time here today. Um, sure. So we can, yeah, we can dive into that a little bit. I won't get into the endpoint stuff and, and everything else, but on the firewall side, it's it's kind of really cool and very attractive the way that it works. So I wanted to uh, to highlight it a little bit. Um, but before I do that, um, really quick, just want you to understand kind of who, do, who, who does what and how it all works from a distribution standpoint. Again, another very simple thing. Um, and I'll fast forward here. So you support your customer, obviously, you handle level one support. You provision, you configure, you deliver that synchronized security, um, however you do that best way you can. Now, the distributor is actually just going to bill you. We do point-in-time billing on the 22nd of every month. So we, we take extract that usage calculation from our system, kick that over to distribution so that they can invoice you. Distribution obviously takes their cut of it, but the price is the price to you, what we tell them, basically. Um, so we're going to handle the level two support and above. escalations so very simple there any other questions Steve that I should cover before I dive into this
0: um who's Jessica Jessica
1: is that a question for me
0: I think that's a question for you and a couple people here that um Brantley
1: Brantley sure Yeah, she's so she's the field rep for Florida. So I mentioned the the MSP is a, is an overlay role. Um, So what's going to happen basically is you're going to have a full dedicated territory team as well. For example, in Florida, the state of Florida, you've got Jessica Brantley, the field, you know, field channel rep. Jessica's got other resources around her, like her field SE, Bill Tisch. Then you've also got Jessica's inside person, Marcellus Lee who sits up here with me in Boston. And then you're going to have renewal reps and enterprise reps, depending on, on you know what kind of opportunities are out there for you. MSP program guys come in and say, hey, Jessica, we're going to help you out specifically with this side of your business and give you additional help and support. So when your partner tells you that they're you know, a dedicated MSP, which there are a lot of them in the state of Florida, we can come in there and support them. We do that across the globe.
0: So <laughs> apparently she... Uh, the, the term used is snubbed somebody in Florida oh. from being able to participate in the MSP program. So I don't know how, how that works exactly.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we, we definitely want to take that offline. I mean, there is a, that requirement is to have a proven man to services business. I don't know why she felt that that wasn't something that you were achieving.
0: But Gotcha. Okay. I will, uh, I'll, I'll let that person know that they can reach out to you directly. Yes, please do. All right. That it so far, so good. All right. So
1: forward slash MSP get you in the program. We can take a look at you there. All right. So I'm going to break into the, the demo of the, the partner facing side of things here. Um, nothing too technical, but there's a few tools that I want everybody and I also don't want to do a training here. Um, but a couple of nice things I want to point out. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start off at ID.soqust.com. It's going to give me all the, the cloud-based tools that I have access to um, starting off with the partner portal. Uh, the partner portals we're going to go for training and certification, latest and greatest pricing, uh, Co-branded marketing, everything that you'd expect in a partner portal. Um, if you go to, for some reason it brings you to the opportunity section, which is more of a traditional reseller thing uh, when you start off at ID. So just click on the logo, it'll take you to the main page. And it is actually fairly normal to take a while to load up the, that main page, but I promise it'll be quicker after this. Here we go, okay.
0: It sounds Salesforce. What do you expect? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Love-hate relationship with that. Um, so, first thing is um, when you when you first come on board and you get access to this. First thing people like to do, and what a lot of them don't know that you can do, is come into the um, admin section here and add your other employees, and you can decide if you want to give them access to central dashboard or just the partner portal for training, etc. The, the thing here is that if you give them central access, if you give them access to central partner dashboard, they have full access to add, subtract, manage customers, uh, manipulate security policies, all of the above. So it's all or nothing when it comes to that dashboard. Today, role based administration for partners is coming towards the end of the year.
0: What if we want to do any type of Sophos training for our clients' internal IT staff?
1: Um. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, you could purchase that as a professional service and as like a, um, a, a line item. Um, you could talk to ultimately that, that falls to our partners though, right? That's why we have partners. We are a channel only organization, so that it's kind of your job to do. And hopefully before that point, you're fully up to speed on all the technology as well.
2: You your so your clients better than just we. Just a step in real quick for you, Travis. We yeah. do also offer customer facing, uh, Training as well. Uh, it's something that you as a partner can actually sell. It's a training class for the XG firewall. I believe there's one out there for Sophos Central now as well. Uh, obviously, all of our trainings for partners are absolutely free. You can come to our partner portal, but you can sell that and uh, have that out there for your customers as well if you know you have an internal staff that needs it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I said, it would be more of a, a line item that you actually resell to them or use your expert knowledge that you picked up. And, uh, and do it yourself. Very neat. All right, um, and speaking of that, if we wanna to go to training and certification, which we know is required, very easy. We obviously encourage all the training and certification. These are all the, the free self-paced, uh, on-demand training and certification tracks. <clears throat> the one, that really the only one that's required though for this program is this guy right here in the, in the left, MSP Connect Flex. You click on that and roll and do the two tests and you're good to go. So, we made it very simple from that perspective. While you are on the main page here, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to scroll down to the partner quick links and go to the MSP Hub. Here in the MSP Hub, you'll find really anything that you, you know, 99% of the questions that you're gonna have are gonna be addressed here, including the pricing. All right. Uh, How-tos, video tutorials, the RMM integration stuff, ConnectWise, Casayas, all right here. And then also encourage you to check out the sales and marketing side of things. Got great marketing tools in here, co-branded. If there's something in here that you're looking for and you're not seeing, we have obviously a very robust marketing division here, and it's channel marketing stuff, so working with our partners um, so we can customize something for you as well. That's the boring side of the demonstration. Now we're gonna jump right into managing Sophos Central. We could go back to id.sophos.com if we wanted to, um, but it's right there in the partner portal as well. And it is gonna prompt you for two factor.
0: Which nobody actually uses that, right? Yeah. Which I believe it's
1: also available in the admin, so if you have customers that want 2 factor into their you own. You guys admin.
0: wrote that down, right? <laughs> you can hack his account for the next 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah,
1: Nope, it's gone. It was already read. Um, all right, so uh, when we get to the main page, we're gonna see all the stuff that you'd expect in a, in, a, in a dashboard, right? Those high-level alerts across your entire customer base, Medium alerts and informational are also there too. You're gonna have information if you're selling term licenses, you're gonna have that information as well as, you know, are they near expiration? But on the MSP program, nothing ever expires. It just goes month after month after month until you say stop. So you're not gonna have any of that type of details. But again, in this program, you can sell both term and monthly. Firewall information licensing is gonna be in here as well. If you ever wanna get to the the cloud-based central management for firewalls, uh, at some point it'll be fully integrated into here Um, But right now it is a separate dashboard, but launchable directly from the partner dashboard here. So if you want to manage those firewalls, it's just going to launch into the the, the CFM or the cloud firewall manager. And that is a free tool and um, a demo for another day for sure. Um, Speaking of term licenses though. So we have this concept of term licenses versus flex flex being the monthly term being one, two, or three years. If you want to, um, and I, Another thing that I'm a huge proponent of is NFRs, not for resale licenses, that we give to all our partners, and I give the full suite of cloud solutions, uh, whether you use them or not. Well, that is a term license, right? It's a one-year term, it's renewable at no cost, as long as you're an active partner with us. So, let's go through how you create a term license account versus a monthly account. Term license, best way to do it is start with a free trial. You, um, You click the free trial, Initiate a new one and then meanwhile on the back end as we issue these NFRs you're gonna receive a license key. And my window's blocking it here, here we go. Um, Apply that activation key, it's gonna take that 30 day eval and turn it into a one year term license managed directly through the dashboard the same way as it would be as a monthly license. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, If you do have clients that want a one year term let's say a uh, um, municipality or something along those lines that are more used to a, a term license agreement with their budget. Absolutely. Resell them that one year license, start them off as a free trial and then apply that activation key. Um, however, with the monthly pieces, one of the things, aside from all this great technology that, that Steve and I've been talking about today, um, which I'm sure you're sick of, um, but Aside from all of that, what people really love about the program is the ease of transacting on the monthly licensing. You go to Sophos Central customers, you create a monthly account, you fill in the information in the form and the customer shows up. Fill in this information and they show up in your list of customers. Then you start deploying the product or products that you want for that customer. And that's it. You never have to call anyone. You never have to produce a purchase order. You never have to reach out to distribution. Your bill will come from distribution. But at this point, we have not even talked to them yet or engaged them at all. So here is a nice view of what is licensed. It's probably too small for a lot to see. But across the top, we've got all the different products available in Oppo Central. And then the checkboxes indicate what we've actually deployed for them. White space that's opportunity for us to go out there and talk to them about these different threat vectors that they're not necessarily paying enough attention to, like device encryption. Is it a healthcare organization that has got uh, PHI on a laptop that really does need to be encrypted? How are you doing that? There is no easier way than with our device encryption.
0: And then the device encryption, I know with, uh, we'll just keep talking about that uh, Fit Pretender, right? So yeah. theirs is just central management of Windows uh, BitLocker keys. Okay. What's yours? That's that
1: exactly right, yeah, same thing. So okay. we do need the, the native disk encryption that's there. We do have a, a full-blown on-premise product that'll cover the full gamut, so even machines that, that don't have BitLocker. But that is ultimately what, um, you know, what we, the, the challenge with BitLocker is central management key recovery and uh and all that so that's what we're giving you here um for compliance specifically right the logging reporting the proof that that device is, is encrypted so if that machine goes goes missing you really really going even have to report it you've got the proof that it was encrypted okay um and speaking of all that the, the other nice thing again is the, you know when we talk about that wheel of, of solutions and all the user-based licensing People think of oh, this is going to be a lot of deployment, right? I got to do a device encryption deployment. I got to do a deployment for in, in, um, intercept X and the traditional endpoint. I'm just going to leave what I have. Well, it's actually super simple, and a lot of those things come in the same de- de- deployment package. So, if we go to deployment here, actually, if we go to let's just pick a customer like One Two Three Inc. We're going to launch the Cisco Central Admin. We're going to annoy, ignore that for a second, and it'll hopefully spin out. There we go. Um, We're gonna go basically from our multi-tenant console to that single-tenant instance specifically for that customer. Which by the way, you can provide to a customer. If you have a customer with some technical savviness, you can actually give this to them, give them access to this with either full or limited access with role-based administration, which does exist here. So I've gone from the multi-tenant console to the single-tenant instance. Now I'm gonna start setting up my products that I want. Protect devices. Well, if you were to choose the full Windows installer, it's gonna come along with a lot of different products, the InterceptX, the traditional endpoint, device encryption. If you don't want all three, then you simply check what you want and what you don't. Download the installer, run it, and you're good to go on each one of those machines. Now, there's a better way, like I mentioned, to to automate this, um, which I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll skip over for the most part because I'll let you read up on it on your own, but the thin installer will help you be that, that smaller um, type of executable uh, that you can run at the command line and you can easily automate with any RMM tool and, or use our prepackaged stuff that we have. Um, but let's say that we've deployed just, just Endpoint and then six months down the road, now we've, said we've finally got them to, to, to really take a look at and embrace device encryption. Um, so what do we do? Well, we go to the Endpoint Protection section Go to their computers and let's see what's on that computer now and see what else we can add. Rather than doing a full, you know, traditional additional deployment, I'm going to manage the software. And you can see I don't have any computers here, but basically for each product, they're going to see what's eligible, what's supported. And then you'll be able to drag and drop that over into the assigned computers, save that. And next time it connects to the cloud, it's going to take the components that it needs to be able to accomplish, say, device encryption or intercept X or combination of everything. So hopefully that makes sense.
0: I think it does, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now, um, we had a, a couple people ask what the actual pricing turns into mm-hmm. with the deal. Um, I I have the the price list up and filtered. Is it okay if I put that on the screen?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, um, I can show to you. I got I got right
0: here. Oh, you do have okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: if we um, and and by the way, if you pull the price sheet from the uh, partner portal, it's it's a little clunky. Um, so uh, um, if anybody that wants mine that I kind of customize here, let me know, and and it's a little bit easier to follow. Um, so for Endpoint Advanced at the one thousand user band, we're looking at a dollar fifty for Intercept what,
0: what? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. If you um, if you want to make it not hurt people's brains, not not tiny. I, no, no, not well. That too, but. Um, I I clicked that little uh, drop down,
2: uh-huh.
0: and I I filtered. Gotcha. So I would filter the quantities: the minimum quantity to a thousand, and the maximum quantity to forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Which uh, you can do here. And that was super easy. Oh, gotcha! 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 So minimum is thousand. Is that right? Yep, and that gets you close. Yep. But, but I mean, even here. So basically, the the discount is on all this blue stuff right here.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Everything here: device encryption, email, mobile, and endpoint advanced. So uh, again, to recap, central with the promo that we're we're talking about here at the one thousand user band, you're looking at a dollar fifty for endpoint, a dollar twenty two for Intercept X. 84 cents for the device encryption. Standard, I wouldn't recommend. It's kind of going away. It's just basic A-B. It's probably a little bit. And for, th- for 30
0: cents more, I mean.
1: Yeah. You know, and central email is that reflection style email, cloud based email product for spam protection. And then mobile, which is true EMM for $2.37. These
0: things here. Um, so anything else? So like the the fish threat. Mm -hmm. that is that is not the one dollar price because that's not yellow or that's yellow not blue
1: correct correct. that's
0: the that's the minimum quantity one at that point
1: uh right so yeah correct unless we talk about band jumping uh which we're going to do offline yeah
0: and yeah um and and someone did ask a question how do you mass remove sofos from a client I mean, not that we would ever want to do that, but you know, just in case. You need to fire. <laughs> already in you already typed in the product, right?
2: yeah. So essentially, there is no uh, uninstaller from uh, Sophos Central Admin Dashboard. It is something that they are looking into. Uh, so yeah, you either have to manually remove it. Uh, I would probably recommend scripting. Most of us have scripting tools.
0: That did, that was going to be my question. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there there is a way to script it? And is it like a a single line, just type this into the uh, uh, command prompt or PowerShell and this will take care of it for you kind of thing?
2: Yep. Uh, So the uh, KB that I posted in there is a single line to remove it. And then if it's a broken installer, as long as you have tamper protection uh, disabled on the machine uh, and you need to get every single component off, it actually has everything already written out for you. Uh, drop into a script and it'll actually go through individually to remove everything. But yes, there is a one uninstaller uh, exe that you can run through there to uninstall everything. And if you're using ConnectWise, just download the latest uh, Sophia Central add on and run the uninstaller script.
0: You know, this. this looks really easy. Steve, you are a gentleman and a scholar like really it's it's super you just run this one thing uninstall cli.exe and it, and it just does it just goes yep and uh yeah and, and and okay so i see it's uninstalling hitman pro i forgot you guys own that
2: yeah so uh part of those integrations we acquired a company called uh, Surfrite back in 2014 uh they had a great little product called uh, Hitman Pro.Alert uh, and Hitman Pro, which is now our Sophos Clean. Uh, they don't really resemble the products that they were back then, um, but yeah, that's where we did acquire the anti-exploit technique and the beginnings of the uh, the clean technique.
0: Um, and I think right now is a really good time for us to all just take a moment and pick on Errol. Okay, Errol said. You know, you you know, to get all of the Sophos Suite per user, it's like six ninety nine at the one thousand price band. And he said Intune is only five dollars for Microsoft. Um, and and he said that you know Intune will centrally manage all of your Windows Defender endpoints with reporting, and it can lock the whole computer down and all this other good stuff. And I think we just need to remind him. That we're talking about a real antivirus and security product right now, not not a not a Windows Defender one. So, you know, if you want to save yourself two dollars, you you can get an inferior product. It, you know, it's absolutely it's absolutely true, Errol. You know, in fact, I encourage you to do that. Do we have any other uh, MSPs in the Chicago region that can take over Errol's clients? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Errol, er, er, Errol's a member, and and we pick on each other a lot. I pick on him almost every webinar because he brings up this Intune nonsense.
1: No, and, and you know what though? It's it's all of it's very valid, and and um, you know there there are a lot of arguably different ways to accomplish similar things. Um, I just uh, find at least with my partner base, they like just the the established company with, with Sophos, not that Microsoft's not an established company, but for the, specifically for the security space and, um, and then everything bringing, bring it together into the dashboard, being able to consolidate and then having the, the products work with each other. That's really where we see our, the draw from partners and can you do it in other ways and accomplish a lot of similar things? Probably, absolutely. Um, but everyone's got their, the tools they like. And um, we feel like if you give ours a shot um, to use it, in, in especially in, a, in real environments, that uh, that it'll shine above those. Because I don't really see Intune out there in the wild with my with my other partner basically. it's not something that I run into as a competing product.
0: I, I wouldn't think so. Someone else, someone asked Errol, how's that Intune XG UTM product? <laughs> yeah. More- you know, you, you you open the door for that one, my friend.
1: Which is also a good segue. Um, and I, do, I do want to talk about the firewalls and kind of how it works from a licensing standpoint and how easy that is too, because this is another very attractive thing about the program. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, you can license them monthly, pay as you go, but you got to buy the hardware up front. So the initial thing that you would need to do, obviously, would be to size the right firewall. Uh, we do have this nice sizing guide here that I can bring up and show you. Here's a, you know, actual pictures of the appliances, but every appliance is the same under the hood from a feature standpoint, no feature differences from the smallest to the largest. Absolutely read through this document to understand kind of what are your power users versus regular users. This is absolutely an oversimplification, but it's good for, you know, audiences like this where I can really go quickly and say, hey, I have got a small organization, an SMB customer with, say, 15 people, 15 users. Um, I want them to be running the next-generation firewall functionality. Which firewall do I want to look at? Well, of course, you want to take into consideration power users versus non-power users. I'll let you guys read through the guide on that. But if I'm running Enterprise Guard here, which is our next-generation firewall functionality, you can see if I've got roughly 15 users or so, I'd be... Right here in the one XG115 model, would it be better for me to updo, the, you know, overdo it a little bit to the XG125? Yes, absolutely. The you know, oversizing is always better, obviously, in the firewall world. So let's go with the 125. How do I get that? How do I get it into working order? Well, first thing I do is I go back to my pricing sheet here. I go to the appliances section. And I find that firewall. The one series just got a new rev. So that actually 125 rev three, the SKU is right there. I ordered that through my distributor, Ingram Micro, Lifeboat Distribution, DNH, or CharTech. Okay. And so we've got that one to we know that it's $795 MSRP. And we know because we're silver partners, we're essentially buying this as a reseller, that my discount is going to be anywhere between 20 and 40% depending on volume and my partner level. When I say volume, I mean you can get deal registration on this, but not at $795. That MSRP is too low for deal registration. Deal registration is actually going to get you 40% discount off of that MSRP, but it has to be $5,000 or more MSRP. So what do I do? I buy more firewalls. And I register that deal under my company name. I own those firewalls. I place them at my cu- customers. One or two may sit on a shelf for a period of time, um, but that's fine. You know, spares and things are always great to have. So um, in other words, can you buy onesies, twosies? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're a silver partner, that's 20% discount off at of MSRP. If you're a gold partner, that's 25%. If you're a platinum partner, it's 30 But worth of of MSRP gets you 40% off. Um, So take that into consideration. Uh, If I, now now I wanna figure out how I'm gonna license it and what that's gonna cost me. So I'll jump back over to my SKU tab and let's just say that we're just starting off and we've got got our first one to to 20 something devices. So we're not, we haven't reached the 25th firewall yet. So that means we're gonna find that 125 Enterprise Guard from 1 to 24 devices not 1 to 24 devices behind it 1 to 24 XG firewall devices in my fleet roughly $22 a month all right so i paid 500 bucks or so i don't know what it comes out to be after 40% so 795 $795 minus 40% on the um for the actual bare bones hardware $22 a month to license it for as long as i want to license it
0: that's reasonable yeah. and there uh, so I, I was going that to, to, uh, uh, do you use like firewall.com or something like that and that I was able to get some really good helpful information as to like you know how how many users should I expect to put on this device and that type of stuff
1: yeah yeah firewalls.com is great for that don't ever buy a firewall from as a partner from firewalls.com however because on paper they will be the partner and the only entity that can manage them without a license transfer, which is very, very annoying. So don't ever do that. Gerald,
0: um, don't do that. Yeah,
1: but yeah, they do, they're, they're a high volume, you know, e, e-shop. So it's, uh, um, they, they do have some good documents out there on usage, user stuff. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, now licensing it is going to be very easy. So we have the firewall. We registered that firewall. Now we can jump back into our partner dashboard. Go to our firewall section. Find the serial number of that firewall. Pull the drop down and give it its license. Here are the options: Enterprise Guard, Full Guard, Full Guard Plus, or Enterprise Guard Plus, or none. That creates an order in our system that produces a license file to you. You put that license file on the on the firewall and the lights come on and, and, you, and you get all the features of Full Guard or whatever you have licensed on there. And if everyone's interested in, in the, the feature matrix that's gonna tell you what is Full Guard versus Enterprise Guard and Enterprise Guard Plus, et cetera, we have that for you here as well. This is my handy dandy kind of feature matrix and it goes above this uh, on the document. It goes into higher detail on what each one of these things really does. Um, but Enterprise Guard is gonna be probably your go-to. That's the, again, the, the one that I see the most out there it's IDS, it's IPS, it's traffic shaping, quality of service control, WAN link balancing and failover. All your VPN options are included even in the base license there. Um, you've got content filtering, gateway AV, layer seven application awareness, everything included in Enterprise Guard.
0: Now, um, we, we have like just a couple minutes left. Yeah. Um, all right, so you said 40%, so Standard, we, we just got signed up, we're a partner, we're, we're flex, we get 40% off MSRP through DISTY?
1: That's correct. On just the hardware side, the, the monthly okay. licensing is all is what it is, right?
0: Okay, so Dave just said 20%. 20,
1: uh, so sorry, so 20% would be your standard discount if you're a silver partner, correct? But okay, you can piece together enough product to, to get that dollar amount up to, to $5,000 MSRP, you get 40% off that whole order.
0: That was the 5,000. Okay. Yeah. So if, if an individual order is 5,000 MSRP or more, yep. then we get 40% off. So we get an extra 20% for buying extra stuff.
1: Absolutely. You have to register that deal. So we don't know, you know, it's not going to happen automatically. You just have to go into your, your uh, partner portal and do a deal reg in the, in the partner portal. Very easy to do. And instead of registering an actual customer, so the customer there's not going to be really any customer of of anything. You're going to be the customer that you're registering.
0: Perfect. Now with that said, um, firewalls.com is selling it at MSRP. So it would be really foolish for somebody, Errol, to to be ordering these firewalls from firewalls.com instead of going to Ingram Micro, even if, the, the Sophos MSP firewall manager lets you put that firewall in that you ordered from a different partner Uh, because you're, you're spending too much money. You're spending money. You don't need to be spending by buying it from them instead of through dusty.
1: Maybe, maybe they figured out that problem. Um, but yeah, to
0: my knowledge, they're not a
1: distributor. They're a partner. So when they buy from us, they're getting, they're getting that discount. And, um, and then on record, they are the partner, you are
0: the customer. So oh, okay. So he's saying that the clients want to buy it online, not through him. Ah. So the client is buying it from firewalls.com, yes. but then he's providing the license for the the oh. monthly enterprise guard plus that. Oh bad, bad idea. I agree. <laughs> I, I don't disagree.
1: Travis doesn't see a penny of that.
0: <laughs> this is all this is all Errol's fault, is really what we're getting down to. <laughs>
1: yeah no um, more importantly though um yeah you're not seeing a penny of that right so you could be def- right. absolutely getting uh, margin there and, and uh, having that as a, a managed firewall
0: so um i cannot believe we've been doing this for for just under two hours mm-hmm. um we do have to call it my friend yeah um it's Do you been fun. have any any final words of wisdom for us?
1: Uh, no, sign up. Uh forward slash MSP, and uh, wherever you are in the world, country, whatever, we'll um, find that and, and get in touch with you um, and mention that uh, you, you know you found us here, and we'll get that those bands jumped accordingly, and um, and get you get you rolling. And our our goal is as a channel only organization, and my goal personally for all my partners is to get you fully up to speed on everything so that you don't need us anymore. Meanwhile, we have more than too many resources here for you as well.
0: Very cool. And um, I am going to reach out to you and see if we can do anything for the XGs or the fish threat um, for MSP webinars as a whole, Mm -hmm. just because I would love to get everybody on like a full SOFO stack. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, So I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying to beat you up and, and see what I can do for everyone. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, but, get,
1: we'll get people involved that can uh, yeah. take a look at it and what that would look like. But, yeah, let's do it.
0: Very cool. Thank yeah. you so much, Travis. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here.